0: Cotta from DailyRoto.com and of course our latest edition of the podcast, we'll be talking about one of the new great sites that you can try playing on the internet, of course Daily Fantasy Sports, Victive.com, Victive. a a new space into the industry, and I've, I've played some actually fantasy basketball over there myself and enjoyed it. They uh, have some interesting developments over there, some changes. They do things a little differently, uh, so we're going to talk a little Victive.com as we try to introduce you to a lot of the new things going on in the world of daily fantasy and some things that have you know have been available to us we might not be aware of, so you can go to uh, Victive.com and give that opportunity, and we'll have Earl Mitchell of Victive.com Joining us. Make sure if you need information on this weekend's golf tournament, you head over to dailyroto.com and check out Pat Mayo's article over there giving you all the picks. You know, DraftKings isn't the only one with uh, PGA golf. No, no, no. Victive.com actually has it too, so you'll be able to uh, uh check that out there. And without further ado, we welcome Earl Mitchell of Victive.com. Earl, how are we doing?
1: Good, Tony. How are you doing? Uh it's a, it's a pleasure to be on. Thanks for having.
0: Me. Oh, no problem. Now, Earl, tell us your role over at com. Sure. Uh
1: I'm CIO is my title, um but uh wear many hats, so everything from uh creating the algorithms that that do the players' salaries um to giving input for for game constructions and how we're going to approach uh
0: every new sport. So uh, there's a lot
1: that goes into running a daily fantasy sports site, and uh kind of got my hands in, in every aspect of it.
0: All right, so I'm going to ask you. Usually I ask, uh, you know, what what makes you decide to get into the daily fantasy sports business? Uh, to do what you do, you've got to be a pretty intelligent guy. Our own Drew Dankmeyer, right here, you know, is an investment broker over at DailyRoto.com. He says, hey, you know what, went to an Ivy League school. I'll just play Daily Fantasy Sports. I mean, people must think it's odd when you tell your friends. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's funny. I mean, a lot of my friends play Daily Fantasy Sports, so uh, they're they're familiar with the space. Um, basically, you know, if you look at it year over year, Daily Fantasy Sports is, is just absolutely exploding. Um, before this, I was working as the director of technology for for Wolfram Alpha, well, the company that created Wolfram Alpha, um, their consulting arm solving all sorts of data-driven problems. But on the side, I was running a blog uh, where I used the same methods to analyze uh, daily fantasy sports and sports betting. Um, So I was found for that blog, and when presented the opportunity to come into the data fantasy sports space, knowing the growth uh, and and understanding what was going on here, I, I couldn't hold back.
0: Great, great stuff. We're speaking to none other than Earl Mitchell from Victive.com. You can head over there, play daily fantasy sports, give it a try. I got to ask you. I ask this question to all the sites that come on. What will make people try your site as opposed to going Fanduel or DraftKings? What makes your site uniquely different?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we offer at Victiv a Victive tr- a truly differentiated product um every aspect of our design from from how our games are set up uh to the loyalty system the way that's designed uh is is meant to engage sports fans um you know so far the fantasy space daily fantasy space has taken a a season long format and shoehorned it into a daily uh a daily based interaction um we don't think that's the final form of of daily Uh, sports daily fantasy sports in fact we think there's a whole whole set of challenges and opportunities that um, haven't yet been been explored that that we're trying to uh, we're trying to grapple with evictive Um, we're still young we're only in our eighth month of operation since launching uh, NFL in last September Um, and we're growing quickly and adding new features uh, every day so the innovation is uh, is at a pretty high level um, as evidenced by things like our sub subposition in the NBA or or pick 7 play 5 in PGA um we're we're turning uh daily fantasy sports it's it's going to be very familiar to you if you've played before or even if you've played season long but it also offers a hint of uh of strategic thinking instead of just valuation um and a whole new level of fun to the experience of of making lineups uh and and you know with our live dashboards that that run in game as a second second screen experience uh it helps just improve the experience overall for the sports fans
0: Tony Cicada from the Daily Roto Podcast. Of course, you can hear us on the Fantasy Sports Network as well, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, an entire network devoted to fantasy sports. You can get on Cablevision in the New York City area. Of course, we're on in Pennsylvania, we're on West Virginia, out in the West Coast, 40 million homes in Canada, Roku boxes, and of course, now... Uh, what's better than ever, Xbox. I don't even know how to turn the thing on, but the kids do. That's all that matters. They're listening. Here's the big thing. i got to ask you, what is the goal of Victim? FanDuel and DraftKings have raised outrageous money, uh, and they have these big companies. They have leagues behind them. Is your goal to compete with FanDuel and DraftKings or be the number three site in the daily fantasy space? Yeah, I, we... <laughs> We would never have
1: spent the the time and and the money we have putting together the team we have in place uh, here in Austin if we didn't intend on aggressively pursuing uh, the the daily fantasy space. Um, Ultimately, we definitely envision Victives as being the premier place to play uh, daily fantasy sports online. That being said, uh, right now, we aren't really competing against uh, FanDuel and DraftKings. Uh, We're in very different stages as companies, and... Uh, pursuing different goals so um they operate on different scales and have different goals from from what we've got uh our focus right now is 100% on creating the best uh daily fantasy sports experience possible for the users uh and that's that's basically our our sole drive over the last 8 months
0: We're speaking to Earl Mitchell of Victive.com and getting it ready to go. And as you uh, put these newfangled methods to use, one of the things that I said in the top of the podcast, you offer PGA golf. And I'll tell you what, people that haven't played yet, you don't know what you're missing. Golf is going to be something that will stick. And it's going to be a sport that will just get popular and popular from the daily fantasy angle. Uh, I played golf probably first 10 years ago during the Tiger Woods explosion over at CDM fantasy sports. And then when I played, uh, fantasy sports, you know, I I liked the daily golf. And of course the master's coming up next week. Do you have any big tournaments over at Victive.com? Uh,
1: absolutely. It warms my heart to hear you talk about, uh, daily fantasy, PGA. It's absolutely one of my favorite PGA sports. Um, at com, we've got our $30,000 Green Jacket Major Tournament being off next Thursday, so it should be a, a ton of fun. Um, have some spots open for that still. Um, we also have plans to announce uh, another large U.S. Open contest soon after the Masters fees off, so so stay tuned to that. But I reiterate your sentiments on, on PGA. Uh, you know, Daily Fantasy Golf is so awesome, and I, I love seeing it grow.
0: You know, it's interesting is that uh, you have the big tournaments. And you look at daily fantasy golf. Uh, you know, a lot of people look at this and, and they say, "Oh, how fun could it be?" Well, it's two stages. One, you got to pick a team that at least the golfers make the cut, and then once they make the cut, you know, then you get you get your scoring methods and you watch the leaderboard. There, you get four days of activity for one price. I think that's why Survivor leagues. Uh, starting to become more popular in daily fantasy is because you get the one entry and a guy can play it for three or four days.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. You kind of get, you know, two or more sweats for the price of one. So uh, <laughs> as as an entertainment value, I don't think there's anything uh, that compares to, to PGA in my opinion.
0: I haven't actually put a golf line up yet that has cashed any money. So I'm uh, – I'm still in maiden races as far as <laughs> golf goes. But I'm uh, you know, I'm working my way in for the big tournament, that's all. I just have to win one.
1: Yeah, it just takes one
0: shot. <laughs> there you go. Now, at Victive.com, you don't offer late swaps. Now, I did play over your site, uh, Full Basketball, and the way it worked for basketball, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, was that I could put a player in, an extra player you had, for under $5,000, I do not know how it works in NHL and we've got a pinch hitter coming up for baseball season.
1: Right, right. So for for every sport we design, we we try to pick out the uh the functional deficiencies we see in the gameplay that really take away from how much uh our users are enjoying the experience. Um like you mentioned in in golf, you know, if if you don't have uh you know, if half your team misses the cut, uh, going into the weekend, you're probably not going to have much fun on the weekend. Um, same thing for NBA. Before we launched our NBA product, the, the major things available in the industry were uh, uh, late swap, which you can change a player out any time before that contest starts, or no late swap. You know, your lineup at at lock was your lineup. Um, we tried to come up with a creative solution to that uh, that that didn't force our users to be glued to Twitter for three hours prior to the tip-off of the West Coast games, but also gave some forgiveness if, you know, you were Popovich uh, and and had a starter put up a dud. So um, the sub is a happy medium there. Um, If you're interested, check it out. We've got a huge contest, $150,000 championship running Friday, so there's no better time to to come and try that out. Um, For PGA, uh, as I mentioned, the the cut is – is preeminent but we offer a pick 7 play 5 setup so making the cut is still a huge part of the game but if you if you have two guys miss the cut you're not dead in the water you can stick around for the weekend uh and still hopefully have a good sweat for uh for Saturday and Sunday
0: you know it's interesting with this method a lot of people that play in year-long uh, leagues uh they have a draft champions format or a best ball format in football and basically what you do in that format is you pick up a whole team and then it it takes your best starters for you. This isn't to that degree, because we're talking about one player or two players uh, in these instances, but same type of format that, and and a lot of people do find those leagues enjoyable. In fact, I'm in four of those for baseball.
1: Yeah, but you're so proliferate with, uh, with fantasy sports, that doesn't surprise me at all. (laughs)
0: <laughs> at, at, now, com, why not go all-in on the late swaps, and you chose this method? Now, it sounds like, to me, you thought of it from the user experience. You mentioned not having to stay up to 10 o'clock. I agree. Like, if like if FanDuel or DraftKings, they do it two separate ways, and some people argue one way or the other. A guy can't necessarily... We're trying to attract as many people as we can to this Daily Fantasy game. For this to be successful... Right now, the FSTA's, uh estimated only four percent of people that play fantasy are playing daily fantasy. We need to get those other ninety-six percent involved in this, and we can't have the ninety-six percent staying up to ten o'clock so they don't lose their advantage over, uh, you know, um, whether uh, Clay Thompson is going to play in the West Coast game. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, you know, ultimately, we we think that innovation in in daily fantasy sports is a good thing for the player. Um, hopefully we've got, you know, a better set of innovations than, than the next guy. But there are those who, who really enjoy that, that, you know, three hour work session and then, you know, there's people who have kids and, and jobs uh but still want to play wanna play sport play play daily fantasy sports. So um we think we've come up with some good solutions. Uh you know, so far it's been well received. But yeah, the the goal is to bring as many people in and make it as accessible as possible to to the widest audience, so
0: that that's a big part of our thinking. It's Tony Scotta. This is the Daily Roto Podcast. You're listening to a special, special event with Earl Mitchell of Victive.com talking about all that's happening over at Victive.com. Now, on March 17th, you guys came out with a big announcement, and I think this one is an industry changer. I want to see how people go on this one. Um, the biggest surprise out of the changes that you guys came up with is you went with team pitching over the common selecting of an individual player as a pitcher as Clayton Kershaw. So using the Dodgers as a model, if you draft, if you use Clayton Kershaw on opening day, you'll get Clayton Kershaw for the seven innings. You would get a healthy Kenley Jansen if he was in, and maybe left-handed J.P. Howell, and you'd get that all nine innings. So what prompted this decision?
1: Right. This has <clears throat> been one of the biggest uh, – Conversation points since we since we launched, and we sat around thinking about how how could we make the best possible MLB product, um, and we came to a pitching staff for a couple of reasons. Uh, first off, in the current MLB setup, uh, scoring is is really dominated by the win bonus, um, and the win bonus in turn is dominated by many factors that some of them you have nothing you know no control. They they have nothing to do with how your pitcher performed. Um, things like how the bullpen performed or, you know, how your team's batting was that day. Um, we didn't like the fact that those sort of arbitrary factors could control the performance of your lineup. Um, you know, over the last three seasons, 15.6% of starting pitchers who had perfect ERAs ended up losing. Um, so you picked a good starter, but, you know, you, you got kind of got shafted on the win bonus there. So we didn't like that aspect of it. Um, we also like the fact that a pitching staff keeps the fan engaged for the duration of the game. So um, currently the bullpen is only a uh, sort of vessel to try to get you a win or, you know, sometimes lose your win bonus. Um, But in our setup with a pitching staff, every pitch throughout the whole game is going to have a a fantasy impact. Um, There are other issues with the win bonus. Um, So 16% of the time over the last three seasons, the starting pitcher, for less than five innings, making them outright ineligible for the win bonus altogether. Um, If you you drafted one of those starters and, you know, paid a high price for them, uh, you might as well just pack it up. Uh, You had nothing to root for after your pitcher was done. Um, With the pitching staff, you just won't be crushed by these sorts of things that fall uh, sort of out of your control. Uh, And, again, you know, we really wanted every pitch to matter throughout the whole
0: game. So let me ask, did you give any thought process to quality stats?
1: Ah, uh, that was yeah, it was brought up often. Um and we did, but it didn't necessarily engage uh, you know, the whole game aspect of what we were trying to do. It it did make uh my job a lot simpler in trying to explain our setup. Um but the quality start, although it's a better stat for gauging pitcher performance is also a more obscure stat uh, for you know the average fan. Although you know most people know quality start, but compared to the win, it's it's relatively less uh, less known. Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. Now I got to ask you. I, I I looked through the rules, so maybe I missed this. Maybe it is is put in here. So I, I'm gonna throw it out here. And, and what about extra inning games? Because you get 2.25 points for just. Uh, pitching an inning, and there's positives and deductions that go on there, but you wanted to take the luck element out of it. Now, am I going to be adding another luck element that games go 13 or 14 innings that they're going to win if they have that pitching staff?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, great question again. So, uh, this was the most common question we got about extra innings. As you said, we award um, points per inning, and you know, potentially baseball games can go to extra innings. So doesn't this add a huge, you know, element of luck? Well, certainly it does a little bit, but not nearly as much uh, as you might think. So in the last three years, uh, 9% of games have gone into extra innings. You compare that to the 25% of the time your win bonus was uh, arbitrarily determined by things outside of your control Uh, and and the extra innings effect starts to look uh, not as substantial. The question is, in those games that went uh, extra innings, how big was the effect? Um, It's really not that big. So there are instances of pitching staffs going 12 12 innings and being worth negative points. Um, And one would wonder how is that possible if you're awarding points per innings pitched. Well, the scoring system is designed to mirror as closely as we can get it to actual in-game performance. So, you know, you're deducted 2 points for a run, 0.25 points for a hit. Uh, <clears throat> with all those factors considered and any giving any given inning could very well be negative. Um so the effect of going into extra innings is only good if your pitching staff was good. Uh and our our thought process behind that was, well, uh a 12-inning shutout is a more dominant pitching performance than a nine-inning shutout. So, you know, it doesn't seem too absurd to be awarding more points for a pitching staff that can accomplish a 12-inning shutout as opposed to that nine-inning shutout.
0: We're speaking with Earl Mitchell of Victive.com, talking about the scoring changes over at Victive.com. Of course, Daily Fantasy Baseball starts Monday. Big, big tournaments over there. Uh, Make sure you check them out. So, I was actually thinking about another thing here and I was wondering how this goes and affected. I got the right guy on the phone here uh, to definitely answer this question. Since you talked about the algorithms in setting salaries. Now I would think that the visiting team has to have some sort of deduction when you put the salary together. Cause there's an opportunity that the visiting team will pitch one less time than the home teams.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We, for all our sports, uh we we make our salaries as predictive of performance as, as possible. Um and it's very, very algorithmically driven. So we leverage all the variables we have at our disposal to to make the salaries highly predictive. So for baseball, you know, there's no shortage of data. Um and figuring out the the size of the effect for home versus away is just, you know, one small part uh of that equation.
0: All right. So we got all these different changes at your site that's separating from you, and you're you becoming user-friendly to the general population. What about the Drew Denkmeyers, the Mike Leonis, uh the Al Zidenfelds, uh the Peter Jennings of the world that have made names for themselves in this industry? They play hundreds of games a night. Are you afraid that you'll lose them or they won't consider playing at your site because their preparation would have to be unique to this site because the scoring methods is so different.
1: Uh, yeah, that's interesting. It's, it's a distinct possibility. Um, I'm sure the, the high volume sophisticated players are going to find it frustrating trying to adapt models to uh, a new and novel setup. Um, on the other hand, if that's the case, the field will be made up of fewer high volume sophisticated players, uh, opening the door for for new users to play in a a less hostile environment, which is one of the big challenges, I think, facing the industry altogether. So we see that, you know, it could be a good thing.
0: Right, and I absolutely agree. I think people will look at it that way as well as as the other way. So I think it's it's both ways. So I was just wondering if that was a consideration because for people out there, you know what, that is a great opportunity for you to go over there if, if you feel comfortable. And definitely take a look at this and give it a try. So next time someone complains to me, I'll send them you away. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> there you go. Now, it's also interesting what you did... Um, with the generic infielder slots, now you have four infielders, and it could be any of the positions in the infield. I haven't seen anything this progressive in the daily fantasy industry. I know at Fantasy Aces, they use you can use either second or short or first and third. You can use two third basemen to say, but you just went all the way, and you have four infielders. Uh, what went into these thoughts?
1: Yeah, <laughs> our our dev team, you know, we drive them crazy because. When we launch a new sport, we just start thinking about it, and as soon as things start occurring to us, you know the the specifications on what they have to build become more complicated with the generic infielder spot uh we thought about baseball and daily fantasy baseball, and you know why, in the context of a single day where you don't have to have these guys for the duration of the season, you're just trying to put together the best team for the day, and points are only scored based off pitching and hitting why why are we you know forcing users to to build a lineup with fielding positions that are more or less irrelevant so our original thought was to go um just pitchers versus batters provide the the maximum flexibility uh in terms of in terms of lineups ultimately after polling a bunch of users we decided that that was a too uh too big of a departure from what people were used to seeing and so preserving some structure, just even if it's just infield, outfield, um, was helpful for them to get grounding and, and understand the game. Um, but, yeah, we always lean towards positional flexibility uh, because, um, you know, unless a position has a meaningful impact on, on the way the game is played, uh, we, we don't necessarily see a reason for preserving it just, just for posterity, and that's that's the way it has been, so we have to do
0: it that way. Yeah, absolutely. A new way of playing daily fantasy baseball over at Victive.com. Now I gotta ask you, everybody. Whenever I get a person from a site, I ask them the same question, because to me this is the fun part of it. I mean, a lot of people didn't expect golf. Uh, we've had a site at MMA. What will be the next sport that Victive.com would consider adding? All right, so coming in June, we've got a fantasy chess. Is right, no, that serious? <laughs> no,
1: there, there's no. I, I thought around.
0: maybe you were going to Russia with that. Maybe Russia <laughs> would be a big thing. Hey, it's a big market over in Russia. Uh, yeah, uh, no,
1: <laughs> you know we're we're still trying to get out baseball. Um, so we're we're focusing on the major ones, uh, college football, obviously in the fall, and then uh, NCAA basketball. Um, you know. We don't have any details about those those games, but I can guarantee you that just releasing sports will be the least interesting thing uh, that we do moving forward. I think um, the game types we offer uh, and some of our other innovations will probably be more interesting than, you know, uh, offering NASCAR, for instance, or something like that.
0: Well, I'm going to ask a follow-up question to that, because I think it's right down our alley here at com and the Fantasy Sports Network. we got this guy, Pat Mayo, that works for us. And he actually created a fantasy bachelor league. So the people that are watching the Bachelor uh, get points. Like if the guy gets a kiss, if there are rose, if the guy opens the door, uh, you get points deducted if they don't, the mother doesn't like the guy. Like are you thinking about going that far? And then Pat Mayo will just be the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've, I've played in some uh, some fantasy American Idol leagues uh, that were very similar. Um, I don't know how we could justify it as skill-based, but I'm sure we could find a way. Um, So, you know, we'll look into it.
0: Well, I mean, if you can think that uh, curling is uh, skill-based, you know, that's a big sport in the Olympics, I think that uh, the fantasy bachelor would be as as, uh, you need as much skill as you do in curling.
1: Yeah, sure, definitely more entertaining, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) One of the big things that's gripping the fantasy, I, I talk to people that play all the time, And I'm going to tell you right now, the biggest thing to be successful and I think to be considered as one of the top fantasy sites that's needed is live events. Uh, I went and officiated one for Fantasy Aces. I'm actually going out there this weekend. We have the uh, FanDuel coming up. And I talk to guys all the time that have never been to one, and they chase them all the time. And the people that have been to them, Talk about how the camaraderie, meeting other people playing this. It has become a huge social aspect. Any any plans for Victive.com to have a uh, possibility of a live event?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. We we love the idea of live finals. Um, I was shocked at, at how how quickly they seem to overtake things. It was a while ago that you know live finals never happened or they were really really rare, mm-hmm. and now it seems to. Um, be all the rage. So uh, we're on board with that. They seem to be unanimously loved by our users. Um, with that in mind, whenever we do announce uh, a live final, which is hopefully very soon uh, for one of our sports, we want to make sure, it, you know, we can include the widest set of users possible and provide the the best, most engaging experience. So um, we don't just want to throw out a live final without a lot of consideration. We want to make sure it's something really, really special. So... Um,
0: but, yeah, we're on board. We're, we're definitely going to be uh, putting out some live finals soon. You know what would be interesting is that uh, th- th- some of these have, you know, you go and you do certain things and you have fun, you know, fun things to do. Maybe uh, I- I'd like to get at a live final. I think I'd like to get th- those, um, you know, where you do the, uh, um, the sumo wrestlers and they put on those uh, outfits. I think that would be great at a live Daily Fantasy event, a little sumo wrestling. I mean, you
1: know, we'd have to take out some insurance for the liability there, but the entertainment value is undeniable.
0: (laughs) Uh, You know what? It would be absolutely great. So now it's interesting. What are your thoughts as far as screen names? Because um, I talked about this yesterday. Some of the guys screwed up. Uh, Like, you can't be a, a fantasy superstar. This is a big boom, big business. I mean, I'm on a national radio show, 24 hours a day, seven days a week television station. And this business got bigger, and some people, I don't think, expected it. So I know a lot of the sites are against changing usernames, but I don't think you can end up in the Wall Street Journal or uh, Newsweek with the name Third and Schlong or Grandma's Nipple. <laughs> How do you guys feel about changing usernames in those situations?
1: Well, we we have a pretty extensive, uh, you know, Scheme for blocking certain things, but the innovation uh, that users have for coming up with these absurd uh, usernames is is astounding. Uh, so they really, really want they really, really want something offensive that uh, that you can't say on on radio. Um, with that being said, yeah, you know we don't change usernames for the for the sheer reputation fact. it uh, wouldn't be fair if. Uh, from a user's perspective, to not know who you've won and lost against, not know that you're playing against the same guy over and over again. But, yeah, if we see something overly offensive, we we, we have to draw the line.
0: All right, great stuff. I want everybody to go over there at checkvictive.com. And they're trying to change the world of Daily Fantasy. And you can go out there and check it out. Thank you for joining us, Earl. Absolutely great interview.
1: Thank you, Tony. It's been a pleasure.
0: There he is. Earl Mitchell of Victor.com. Make sure you head over there and check out what they got going on. Talk about it in the forums at DailyRoto.com. Remember Pat Mayo giving all the information. Get the fantasy rundown ready. If you haven't signed up for your premium content from Millionaire, Drew Drankfire, Mike Leone, he does pretty well too. I I you know, he doesn't get the credit he deserves because he tries to hide it because he doesn't like to share his money with us. But that's okay. We'll get him eventually. Stay tuned. Big weekend coming up, big games coming up. You've listened to the Daily Roto Podcast, Tony Sincotta. I'm out of here.